She was dressed in clothes like mine, except she wore combat boots. Her blonde hair was streaked with red highlights, very subtle for a stealth mission. With her blue eyes and her light complexion, she looked absolutely nothing like me, which we both agreed was fine. It's always nice to have the option of denying that the crazy girl next to me is my sister. You said the museum would be empty, I complained. Sadie didn't hear me until I pulled out her earbuds and repeated myself. Well, it was supposed to be empty. She'll deny this, but after living in the States for the last three months, she was starting to lose her British accent. The website said it closed at five. How was I to know there'd be a wedding? A wedding? I looked down and saw that Sadie was right. Some of the ladies wore peach-colored bridesmaid dresses. One of the tables had a massive tiered white cake. Two separate mobs of guests had lifted the bride and groom on chairs and were carrying them through the room while their friends swirled around them, dancing and clapping. The whole thing looked like a head-on furniture collision waiting to happen. Hufu tapped on the glass. Even in his black clothes, it was hard for him to blend into the shadows with his golden fur, not to mention his rainbow-colored nose and rear end. Ugh, he grunted. Since he was a baboon, that could have meant anything from, look, there's food down there, to, this glass is dirty, to, hey, those people are doing stupid things with chairs. Hufu's right, Sadie interpreted. We'll have a hard time sneaking out through the party. Perhaps if we pretend we're a maintenance crew. Sure, I said. Excuse us, four kids coming through with a three-ton statue, just going to float it up through the roof. Don't mind us. Sadie rolled her eyes. She pulled out her wand a curved length of ivory carved with pictures of monsters, and pointed it at the base of the dome. A golden hieroglyph blazed, and the last padlock popped open. Well, if we're not going to use this as an exit, she said, why am I opening it? Couldn't we just come out the way we're going in, through the side window? I told you, the statue is huge. It won't fit through the side window, plus the traps. Try again tomorrow night, then she asked. I shook my head. Tomorrow, the whole exhibit is being boxed up and shipped off on tour. She raised her eyebrows in that annoying way she has. Perhaps if someone had given us more notice that we needed to steal this statue, forget it. I could tell where this conversation was going, and it wasn't going to help if Sadie and I argued on the roof all night. She was right, of course. I hadn't given her much notice, But hey, my sources weren't exactly reliable. After weeks of asking for help, I'd finally gotten a tip from my buddy, the falcon war god Horus, speaking in my dreams. Oh, by the way, that artifact you wanted, the one that might hold the key to saving the planet. It's been sitting down the street in the Brooklyn Museum for the last thirty years, but tomorrow it leaves for Europe, so you'd better hurry. You'll have five days to figure out how to use it. Or we're all doomed. Good luck. I could have screamed at him for not telling me sooner, but it wouldn't have made any difference. Gods only talk when they're ready, and they don't have a good sense of mortal time. I knew this because Horace had shared space in my head a few months ago. I still had some of his antisocial habits, like the occasional urge to hunt small furry rodents or challenge people to the death. Let's just stick to the plan, 
Sadie said. Go in through the side window, find the statue, and float it out through the ballroom. We'll figure out how to deal with the wedding party when we get that far. Maybe create a diversion. I frowned. A diversion? Carter, you worry too much, she said. It'll be brilliant, unless you have another idea. The problem was, I didn't. You'd think magic would make things easier. In fact, it usually made things more complicated. There were always a million reasons why this or that spell wouldn't work in certain situations. Or there'd be other magic thwarting you, like the protective spells on this museum. We weren't sure who had cast them. Maybe one of the museum staff was an undercover magician, which wouldn't have been uncommon. Our own dad had used his Ph.D. in Egyptology as a cover to gain access to artifacts. Plus, the Brooklyn Museum has the largest collection of Egyptian magic scrolls in the world. That's why our Uncle Amos...